1: Hey, welcome. It's Tech Refresh, undoubtedly the best tech podcast around, in my humble opinion, of course. Hello there. I'm Kim Commando, your very humble host of the podcast. And I'm so glad that you're here because otherwise, well, we'd be all talking to ourselves, which is actually how we came up with this idea for Tech Refresh. We'd be having these wonderful conversations about all things digital. And let me tell you, we were engaging, we were enlightening, we were entertaining. And then I sat back and I said, hey, you know, I bet you the world would listen in, which is exactly what you guys and gals are doing in huge numbers. And thank you so much for that. Thanks for telling all your family members and friends and sharing our podcast out on social. That's awesome. And just a quick reminder here at the top of the podcast, remember to always rate, review, subscribe, and follow the podcast. I know that sounds like a lot of work, but it's not. After you get done listening, you rate it, and then you give us some nice words about it, you subscribe or follow in your favorite podcast player. Now, Tech Refresh is brought to you by TheCurrentNewsletter.com. I kind of said it weird because that's the website, TheCurrentNewsletter.com. Tech news and tips you can use now with some attitude, of course, delivered straight from us right to your inbox twice a week, no ads. It's absolutely free. Sign up right now at TheCurrentNewsletter.com. Once again, that's TheCurrentNewsletter.com. It's time now for the news and joining us here on Tech Refresh is of course, Ali, our amazing content queen and Ben, our trusty news director and our bona fide geek of the week. And so Ali, why don't we start with you with the news?
2: Yeah, we all know that the government loves acronyms, right? We've all heard about StirShaken. You probably know it involves all those lovely scam calls and texts. Uh, basically, it prevents caller ID spoofing. So when you get a call, it looks like it's a legitimate company. It's actually spam. Well, stir stops that. But do you know what it stands for? Hmm. Anybody? You have any ideas, Ben?
3: No, I mean the James Bond reference, definitely. Backwards, <laughs> and that's though, I think. definitely
2: where it came from. The way James Bond takes his martinis, shaken, not not <laughs> Uh, But get out your pen. This will definitely be your next trivia night. All right. Stir, secure telephone identity revisited and shaken signature based handling of asserted information using tokens.
1: <laughs> oh, no, okay. seriously. Really? That's yeah. what it stands for. Um, you know, that's never going to be on Jeopardy. I'm just telling you right now. I mean, it but really
2: it- will Nobody's ever going to remember that. Stir Shaken, though, pretty uh, you know, easy to remember. Now, the FTC required all major phone providers to implement these Stir Shaken protocols by the end of June. And there's some actual good news. Uh, in July, this is according to RoboKiller, Americans received 5.74 billion spam calls, but that's a 3% decrease from June's numbers. 3%, that's pretty good. Ooh, yay. Sadly, that is the end of the good news. Uh, the oh. bad news is that spam text volume increased. 7.1 billion spam texts in July. That is a 5% increase from June. So as calls go down, you're going to get more of those pesky text messages. Okay, I know if you're listening to this podcast, you are not going to fall for scam text because you're too smart. But just in case, I've got a couple examples. And let's point out if there are any red flags here. Okay. The first one. Congratulations. You came in second in this week's Amazon Apple Watch raffle. Click the link to arrange delivery.
1: Okay. The red flag
2: is, is that I didn't come in first.
3: (laughs) And Amazon and raffle don't go together.
2: Exactly. They really do not No. All right. What about this one? Government alert. Take advantage of free food for one month. Please fill out the form on the following link.
3: Hmm.
1: Where's the food from exactly? No. Yeah. What obvious. kind of food is it?
2: <laughs> yes. It's Taco Bell. I don't know. Yeah. These are both fake. Uh, these are texts that I got along with so many others that I was looking through this morning. The you know moral of the story is don't reply to these things. Mark them as spam. Your phone and your carrier are pretty darn smart now. And the more we mark these things, the better it makes these algorithms. And if you're feeling like doing your you know, good deed for the day. You can also forward them to 7726, which is spam. Mm
1: -hmm. As it makes sense, forward the spam to the spam. What's that number again? 7726? Yep. Now, here's the deal about the car warranties. Here's a pro tip for you, because I just learned this this past week. So if you ever get the phone call for the car warranty, if you want to get them like off your backs forever, you say that you just purchased a 2021 Lamborghini. That's it. Because they cannot actually give you a car warranty on, like, a supercar from the last couple of years. But, you know, I once got scammed by an Irish cat. Did I tell you guys this story? I don't no, know if I did. I don't think you know? so. You know, I should have known better. I mean, it was your classic leopard con. Oh, <laughs> oh
3: sorry. Okay. I know, I can't help it.
1: All right. Hey, Ben, what's going on in, the, in your news department?
3: Cheap generic phone chargers that catch fire. A woman who suffers third-degree burns from a laptop battery that just catches fire. Same goes for a hoverboard that's just plugged in and charging on the wall, and it catches fire and burns another woman. Aside from the fire, what do these things have in common? They
1: were cheap Chinese knockoffs.
3: Yes. Not completely, though. These all happened over the past five years, and- the other thing they have in common is that they were all purchased from third-party sellers on Amazon's marketplace.
1: Okay, now, so, so before we go on, let's just explain, just so everybody's on the same page. is third-party sellers. Okay, there's Amazon when you're buying stuff from Amazon.com or you're buying stuff from, right, Ben and Ali, a third-party seller. Okay, and so the third-party sellers are basically like a shop inside of Amazon.com that isn't always necessarily regulated the same as
3: Amazon.com purchases. Right? Correct. And fun fact about that, uh, I think that uh, I read this the other day, but uh, third party sellers combined make up almost half of Amazon's retail now,
1: which is incredible. Yes.
3: That is huge. Well, if you buy something directly from Amazon and it's defective, Amazon will take care of it. Buy it from a third party, and if it causes property damage or worse injury, as far as Amazon's concerned, you know, we're not legally responsible. That's you, you go work it out with the seller, but that's actually about to change. See, people over the past few years have started to sue Amazon over defective products they bought on the marketplace and courts are starting to rule that Amazon can be held liable. And then back in July, uh, the U.S. Consumer P- Product Safety Commission sued Amazon because they weren't recalling unsafe products being sold by third parties like carbon monoxide detectors that, well, they don't alert you to carbon monoxide and <laughs> hair dryers that lack parts that keep you from being electrocuted.
1: <laughs> okay, but you know, one of the things I always find fascinating is that when you look at that tag on a hair dryer, it says "Do not use in the bathtub." Like, I mean, who's the dope that actually was in the shower saying, "I wash my hair and then I'll dry it here at the same time?"
2: Cam, okay, she was busy. <laughs> she had a big day. She was running late.
1: And <laughs> <You gotta laughs> if that reminds me test. of
2: the the tags on mattresses, do not remove this under. You know, penalty of law. What are they doing? Oh going to yeah, do? like what is that?
1: And it's on pillows too. It's like, oh well. Anyway, moving on. So what about the third party, Ben?
3: <laughs> yeah. So you add all that up. People suing, the being sued by the government. Amazon is finally making a change to its A to Z guarantee. They announced it this week that starting on September first, Amazon will pay up to $1,000 for defective products that cause damage or injury that were sold by third parties. Maybe even more if the sellers are completely unresponsive or if they reject the claim.
1: So the moral of the story is you don't buy anything from Amazon third-party sellers. Uh, That's over $1,000 between now and September 1st, right?
3: (laughs) Yeah. And even then, I'm sure there's going to be some kinks to work out once the system even starts. But even now, Amazon still doesn't believe it's legally responsible for some of the crap that's sold on the marketplace, but they're going to do this anyway, which is going quote far beyond our legal obligations.
1: That's how they put it in the blog post. Yeah, exactly. You know what? They need to have better controls on the third party sellers. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, if you're going to sell, if you're going to have stuff that's being sold in your marketplace, you should know what's being sold and it should be legit. I mean, it's just because it's like buyer beware. It shouldn't always be that way. Um, let me ask you a question: Do you know who the leader of Amazon's cooking channel is? No. It's uh, okay, it's uh, I do. it's Chef Bezos. All right. So we need to shift gears, and now it's my turn for the news, and I have to talk about something that's very serious. There are over a billion iPhone users throughout the world. Now, there's an acronym that you need to know about because you may be seeing this online. It's called CSAM, and it stands for Child Sexual Abuse Material. So the whole Internet seems to be up in arms about Apple because they're going to do what's called photo hashing on all the photos that are taken with an iPhone and then stored in Apple's iCloud. So they've come up with this algorithm that's going to assign a unique value to each image. So, duplicate copies all have the exact same hash value. Well, why is that? In child porn circles, photos spread quickly, they get sent, and the new systems will automatically identify them. But, here's the key, it will automatically identify whoever took that first photo. Yes, that person. So, keep in mind that once a photo is flagged, A human being is actually gonna have to be the person to inspect the decrypted photos. I mean, think about it. I mean it could be some parents uploading pictures of their newborn that's gonna catch. So meanwhile, Facebook's WhatsApp, get this. They reported over four hundred thousand child pornography cases last year. So Will Car I know it's disgusting. Will Carthcart says that Apple has built. Now I'm gonna I you know, I hate to use quotes from somebody, but here's his quote. A surveillance system that could very easily be used to scan private content for anything that they or a government decides that it wants to control. Uh, the example is cited that China could ask Apple to flag all people who have photos of Tiananmen Square. Which you know, we know China. I mean, how many cameras does China have? Ben, you
3: know that number? Oh, it was it was in the millions. Yeah, it's like it's it a was, crazy I,
1: number. I mean, you know, it was they like keep two or
3: three per person.
1: Yes, that's what it is. Two wow. or three per person. And so they already know, like, who's taking photos in Tenement Square. Uh, Mm -hmm. Apple says it's going to refuse government demands to track non-CSA images. But really, seriously, if Apple can make this work, wow, what a great leap forward that this is going to be, really. Um, Meanwhile, do you want to be a star? Have you ever thought about being a star on Netflix, Ben and Ellie? Have you ever thought about that?
2: Uh, You know, I can't say I have, but now I am.
3: What about you, Ben? I wouldn't mind a guest spot on Stranger Things or something, but (laughs) not so much reality TV, no.
1: Well, reality TV is really big, uh, and they're tripling down on their programming. They're renewing all their popular shows. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is that Netflix is having an open casting call for all future programming to anyone over the age of 18. So if you think that you're the greatest chef or a DIY or whatever it may be, maybe you're like a fisherman or a fisherwoman, And you think that you would have a great Netflix reality show. All you have to do is like plop your iPhone right in front of you with a light, of course, because we want to make you look good and use a tripod so it doesn't shake. And you have to submit a one minute video to Netflix's new dedicated reality TV site. You can apply for specific shows. or You can just say, send everybody my one minute video. So the one minute video has to be really, really good. And I was thinking like, maybe we should have like a radio show reality show. What do you think? I can see it now. Uh, be amazing! It's yeah, so good, but I think you know people might think that it's too scripted. Oh. (laughs) all right here's the website netflixreality.com once again netflixreality.com and of course if you do get that part i always want you to remember i mean like who'd you hear about it from first i mean wouldn't like a radio show a great podcast be part of your whole scene i think that would be great i mean but i actually have an idea for a new reality tv show i thought about this you know i I don't i sometimes i wake up at four o'clock in the morning with like these strange thoughts and well, it's kind of different, but just kind of work with me on this. My new reality TV show, it's about a group of middle eastern Islamic terrorists, okay? But they are entering their 40s and like their 50s. So, because they're entering their 40s and the 50s, they stop buying like all these guns and explosives and instead they start purchasing things like red corvettes and they're getting botox. And we could call the show Midlife ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of your best, guests. <laughs> it may not have been my best one yet, because, I mean, you haven't even heard the whole podcast yet. I mean, come on, <laughs> stay right where you are. Listen, coming up next, Ben has this incredible tech tip. It's all about how to make big bucks selling your old tech. And then can she do it again? Allie, our amazing content queen. It's her turn for brand new and not true. And just again, to remind you, one product's real, two is fake. So stay right where you are. Hey, it's Tech Refresh with me, Kim Commando, and my friends, Allie and Ben. And this portion of Tech Refresh has been brought to you by TheCurrentNewsletter.com. Tech news and tips you can use right now. No ads. It's totally free. Sign up at TheCurrentNewsletter.com. All right, Ben, with all the new iPhones announced by Samsung and Apple's coming out with theirs shortly, what are we going to do with all of our old stuff?
3: Yeah, no kidding. It was just a few days ago, Samsung announced their new stuff coming out at the end of this month. iPhones will be out next month or early October. Well, so you have a little time to prep. If you you really want to upgrade, you have some time to prep. The most important thing to start with, though, after you get that shiny new thing, before you get rid of the old one, make a backup, whether it's a phone, a tablet, a computer, and then completely wipe it, delete everything off it. Okay, that's the first thing. Now, now, wait, before we go actually, on, Ben,
1: you just said a couple sure. of things. So maybe somebody's not like, I don't know how to back up my phone. I don't know how to wipe my phone. So as we're talking about this stuff, if you need any additional help, of course, we have it all over at commando.com. Just search, use the happy search box for wipe, back up. Boy, it sounds like something should be in the toilet. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but again, we're talking <laughs> about devices then uh, we have all the tips over at the website.
3: We do. Uh, Just like uh, removing iCloud from your iPhone. That's a big one. Don't do that. Nobody can use your phone anyway. Clean it on the outside too. Otherwise, you're not going to make the big bucks. Now, I advise against trying to sell it, whether it's a computer, a phone, a smartwatch, on sites like eBay and Facebook Marketplace. You tend to attract a lot of scammers.
2: Even if they're not scammers, you have to figure out where to meet, deal with somebody. Yeah, you have to do that. You have to take 47
3: pictures and write up detailed listings. And you're going to, you know, yeah.
1: What a nightmare that is. I mean, gosh, I remember the last time I sold something on Craigslist, I was like, never again. Awful.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've had my own horror stories there. But there are a couple sites you should consider, like Backflip and Declutter. Now, Declutter, I've actually used a couple times. All you do is you go to the site and it's declutter without the second E. So it's TTR at the end. You just go to the site. You answer a few questions about what you're selling, whether it's a phone, you know, which model of iPhone, which, you know, Apple watch, whatever, what condition it's in, what accessories you have, then you get an instant offer. If you accept it, they send you this whole shipping packet through email and you mail it off. And once they receive it, if it's like you described it, they send payment through PayPal, that day.
1: Now, but we let's and, talk about the payment for just a second. Because sure. are you fully are you gonna get the most amount for your money if you do something like a gazelle or a declutter or a backflip or even if like you turn it into Amazon or to Apple, whatever it may be. It seems to me that if you are truly trying to get the biggest bang for the buck, that you have to sell it yourself, either on eBay, Facebook Marketplace, or to like a family member or friend. I am always of the inclination, I never like to sell anything to anybody that who I know, because when it doesn't work, I mean, it's like, they're going to come back and say, Awkward. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Well, I actually, I mean, do you know? my advice there is do a little research, because I did before I sold uh, Samsung Galaxy a couple of years back, and what I got from Declutter, on average, on eBay, was only about 20 bucks cheaper than I would have pulled from there. No. Based well, on the average, big. what they were doing. You, know,
1: you know, the 20 bucks is worth
2: it because you don't have the whole hassle of, of
1: everything that's going on right. with
3: it. Exactly.
2: Those are also good sites to just research what you can get and then, sure, list it for a little more on eBay. If you get more, great. If not, sell it on Declutter.
1: Okay. We have, you know, if you have any old video games around, I don't know if you're going to be covering this, pen, but an old Super Mario Brothers game just sold the other day, get this, for $2 million.
2: Oh.
3: Wow. I just don't get it. They've been doing that the past few weeks, particularly Mario games. Don't sell those on Declutter.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
3: (laughs) So again, do a little comparison on these sites and traditional marketplaces, but you can find the tips about, one, getting your phone, tablet, whatever, ready to sell at commando.com, and some of these sites, uh, comparison about features, how to use them, all of that, all on our site.
1: But if you do have an old video game cartridge that is factory sealed and you've never used it, you've never opened it, well, you should donate that to those of us here at Tech Refresh and over at (laughs) (laughs) commando.com. I mean, I had a woman send me an email the other day that says, like, I would like to give you all of my old Dr. Seuss books. And I was like, you know, that's nice. But, I mean, a Super Mario's cartridge or even like, you know... A 1987 Legend of Zelda gaming cartridge sold for almost $900,000 last July. And that was really big until just a few days later. A 1996 Super Mario 64 game sold for $1.5 million. But it's not just games. An old iPhone 2G sold for $4,500. Hmm. Yes. And a U2 iPod sold for $90,000. So again, it's oh factory gosh. sealed, unused older games and tech. It'll actually fetch you the the most money and you can also check eBay for those values. But now it's time for brand new or not true. This is America's favorite podcast and radio game show sensation where you can play along at home, right? And where this game came from is my little brain years ago. I was getting so many pressures, which I still do every single day, from all these great products. And some of them I was like, oh my gosh, I would hate to have my mind wrapped up with that. And then suddenly, lo and behold, it becomes the next unicorn, which is like this billion dollar company. And so that's where I dreamt up brand new or not true. And so here's how it works. One product is real. Two products are fake. So it's up to you to decide, our home listener, which product is real. And of course... We always have one of us that plays the game show host here. And this week it's actually our amazing Allie, our content queen. So it's your turn to try to stump me and Ben, as well as all of our millions and millions of tech refresh listeners about which product is the real one versus two fake ones.
2: No pressure, right? None at all? No, not at all. You know, we need to have
1: like a a prize. So like... You know, like if I guess it right or if Ben guesses it right, I mean, what exactly do we get? There should be something that we get. I mean, with every game show, it's like, you know, like you get a brand new car or you get like to get to the double jeopardy round or something like that.
2: Well, I actually just won an Amazon raffle for a free Apple Watch. (laughs) so I'll send that to the winner.
1: That's good. All right, Al, take it away.
2: All right. Today's theme is... Kitchen. Kitchen gadgets. Product number one. There are countless ways to make eggs and there are also countless ways to mess up when you're cooking eggs. Right? Uh, If you're sick of sad breakfast, try the Egg Master. It is a six-in-one breakfast hero. This thing is great. The Egg Master can hard boil, soft boil, poach, hard scramble, soft scramble, and even make you a mini omelette. You plug it in, you fill up the water reservoir, you grab an egg, and you choose your cooking style. If you want hard-boiled, great. You just pop the eggs in and select the hard-boiled setting. Or you can crack them, whisk them up, and select soft-boil. Then you just pour it into the silicone reservoir, close the top, and a few minutes later, you have a perfect breakfast. Uh, There's one thing the Egg Master can't do for you, and that is properly seasoning your eggs. Don't forget the salt. Uh, This cost $39.95.
1: Okay, who is George Clooney married to?
3: What's her name? Amal Clooney?
2: Yes,
1: that's who it is. I was watching an interview with him on some CBS show, and he was talking about how his wife is such a horrible cook. I mean, just a horrible, hard cook. That one time she actually tried to make a hard-boiled egg in a pan with olive oil.
2: Oh. <laughs> isn't that? It sounds like she needs an egg master.
1: <laughs> sounds like it. All right, number two.
2: All right, so let's say you wanna cook more than just eggs, but you're not very good in the kitchen. That's where the Smart Chef pot and induction cooktop comes in. This can demystify basically any recipe. It comes with a 5.5 quart pan that is big enough for you know basically anything you wanna make, and there's a connected app that's kind of like having a chef with you in the kitchen. So you open up the app and you choose a recipe. Let's say you're gonna make braised chicken. Great, the pan will heat up to the temperature you need to sear the chicken. And then you go to the next step, and you're ready to braise. Okay, the pan turns down to about medium, so you can simmer. Uh, after that, you just follow the steps, and along the way, the smart sensors in the pan communicate with the app to actually adjust the cook time as you go. Uh, this does not come cheap, as you can imagine. Right now, you can get it for 349 bucks.
1: Whoa. That's a lot. It seems like a lot. That seems like a lot of money. I mean, you uh, know, I was... I was kicked out of a secret cooking society once. Did you know that? I don't know if I mentioned that. I, I spilled the beans.
2: <laughs> mm, oh, product number three. Okay. Now let's talk about something none of us like to deal with in the kitchen. Dirty, smelly sponges. Oh, so they gross. are so
1: disgusting. I just throw them away. Yeah. I
2: do too. You can put them in the dishwasher, you can put in the microwave to sanitize, or yeah, you can just throw them away. Or you can get it really clean with the Homedics UV sponge holder. Yes, you heard right, UV uses UV light to kill germs, bacteria, viruses, all the other junk that gets trapped in a sponge after you do the dishes or clean off the counters. Uh, If you're worried about, wait, UV lights, will this thing short out if my sponge is wet? No, it's fine. The UV lights are completely sealed, you just pop in the sponge close the lid, and then the UV cycle starts. It runs for 60 seconds, and then your sponge is good to go. The lights will last about 10,000 hours, which is about two years, and you will need to charge it about once, once a week, and that's just with a USB cable. And this costs
1: $29.95. Hmm. All right, Ben. Okay, so we have product number one, Allie, is the what? The egg what thing? The Egg Master?
2: The Egg Master.
1: Okay, product, product number two was the Smart Cooktop with the app? Yep. Okay, and product number three was the UV sponge cleaner. All right, so ooh, I could see each of them being true. What do you think, Ben? We're going to collaborate on this.
2: Okay. Hey, that feels like cheating. <laughs> but I'll allow it,
3: I'll allow it. <laughs> well, I like it. Well, I don't know. I mean, my first instinct is that the last one is not it, is one of the not it's. I don't know. It just sounds like whether or not it's safe to put, you know, your sponges in. But they, but like, they have the whole phone they have the whole
1: phone UV thing, you put your phone in.
3: Yeah, but you don't keep that right next to the sink. Yeah. You know? That. It just yeah. seems like it'd okay. be like hair dryers and bathtubs and stuff. Yeah, okay. Alright. <laughs> what could go wrong? So that's okay. what I mean, that's what you know. Okay, so let's wrong, e- that's okay, let's
1: like, let's eliminate that one.
3: Okay, so now we're it's between the
1: egg master and the smart cooktop. There's a lot going on with that smart cooktop
3: there is there is i'm I'm trying to picture it and you know it sounds like i know i know they make grills like that where you you can kind of use it with the app and it'll adjust to certain temperatures and uh they'll even you know send push alerts when the meat or whatever is at a certain temperature but i don't know if i've seen anything like that for the kitchen counter not saying it's not there or anything it just it sounds like it is a lot going on when you have all kinds of air fryers and pressure yeah, cookers and
1: true. instant pots, and insta this and insta that, immersion blenders, yeah. sous vide—I mean, you know, this is like there's like so many kitchen get—and don't forget, oh, the bread makers. Yes, that's all going on. All right, so what do you think about the Egg Master? Then?
3: Well, that's kind of my weak link right there because I just—I don't know a whole lot about egg cookers. As it is, we have one. It makes this like. Anytime it's ready, it makes this almost like fallout shelter noise. <laughs> you know, this screeching sound. Womp. The, the, the eggs are done. Yeah. <laughs> so oh it's bad. It's bad. But uh, that's that that's my knowledge beyond how to scramble an egg. So Alright, so which one are you it thinking? It seems likely. Number one.
1: So you're you want to go with number one, the egg the egg nest.
3: Well, not knowing as much about the topic, it still sounds like the most realistic of the three. So yes, I think number one is the one I, I think is real.
1: Ah, uh, boy, I'll tell you. You know, research has shown that most people will pick one or two out of one, two, or three things. So it's either one or two is what they select. So I I say, you, so you're going to go with the egg, egg master. I think I'm going to go with the, uh, the uh, UV sponge thing. I'm thinking the UV sponge maker might be it. Are those your final answers? Sure. There's not, I mean, because we're not going to no, get a yes. prize or anything. I mean, if, if I got like a second, an old Apple watch, I'd probably work harder at this, but let's go.
2: I, I might be able to get you a month of free food from the government <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the street continues. You're both wrong.
1: Oh, this wow. yeah. it was the Is it Does it actually exist, or is that an IndieGoGo or Kickstarter?
2: No, it actually exists. You can buy it. No, it's really? on sale right now. It's, it knows like 500 recipes. So it's this little induction burner that works with an induction pan. It senses the heat. It walks you through the recipe. It actually seems pretty awesome if you're a bad cook. It, yes, though it is, it is expensive. And how much is it? Wow. Uh, It's 100 bucks off right now. It's $349. I think the regular price is, is
1: $449. All right. God, I feel like such a loser. God, Ben, did you have to <laughs> sway the opinion that way? Oh, no. Uh, well, no, that was great. Good job, Al. All right. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about the first MP3s. Right. What, what was that song? Think if you can guess about it right now. It's talking about playing games. And we also have some product reviews, and we also have how COVID delayed a couple's wedding twice, but there's also a robot involved in this. What's going on with that? So stay right where you are.
3: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.
1: Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. This is America's favorite podcast about all things digital. And just a quick reminder that Tech Refresh is brought to you by TheCurrentNewsletter.com. Tech news and tips that you can use right now. No ads, absolutely free. Sign up right now while you're thinking about it. Just head over to TheCurrentNewsletter.com. All right, Ben, 25 years since the first known MP3 was ripped. What do you think about that?
3: Yeah, 25 years. And that's surprising to me. That's right. This week... Twenty-five years ago in nineteen ninety-six was apparently the first known MP3 rip of a song, but what was that song? Guesses? Um, I
1: don't know what it is, but you'll have to sing it, Ben, because we don't have music rights.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. I don't even know. no. Oh, you guys don't want that. But it is Metallica, until it sleeps.
2: Huh. I would not have guessed yeah. that. Can you hum
1: it?
3: Da da da. I, oh, it's okay. something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something, now I you know, get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: totally. Yeah. yeah. I can. You know what? That's probably well, something I, I can sing too.
3: <laughs> I think I actually went to the concert for that tour. I probably heard that song live. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I know now that everything is streaming: Apple Music, Spotify, all that. But before, even before iTunes, you had this boom start after that in compressed digital music, and I had a ton of CDs. So when this whole MP3 craze began. I would rip them from the CDs I owned onto a computer and then create custom playlists onto burnable CDs. Of course you did.
1: You know, it reminds me (laughs) of when we were doing the Bloomberg show is that Frankie, remember Frankie? He's great. Uh, Frankie McLister, and now he's working for Channel Three, and he still communicates with us. Believe it or not, he's like, "Hey, you know, still love you guys." But Frankie, we were just talking about in the studio about like mixtapes, and Frankie, who's like 24 years old, actually said, um, "What's a mixtape?"
2: Oh no! You're <laughs> we like, I think oh, these days, these days the kids just make uh, playlists for each other.
1: <laughs> exactly, you know, and that's interesting because Ian told me that he's going to dump Apple Music, and I said, "Why?" He said, "Because." Spotify has playlists, and all of his friends create playlists, and they share playlists, and he can't share playlists on Apple.
2: I love oh. Spotify. I think it's great. We have a, a family account. We So we have it connected to our Echo speakers and also on our computers and our phones. And my husband and I kept running into one of us would steal the music from the other, not realizing it. And we did that enough times that we said, why don't we just have a family account? So... Now we have one that's set up for to play music in the house, one to play music in the gym, and then on our computers. And it's so much better.
1: That is nice. Oh, that's so, nice. so, Al, what was the first tape, CD, whatever that you purchased?
2: Okay, the one that I really remember in my mind was my Spice Girls tape. I loved it. <laughs> I thought I was so cool.
1: Okay, now you have um, to hum the song. <laughs>
2: want to be my lover i don't even have to oh it. she went beyond <laughs> yeah Ooh. yeah i loved that tape i played that thing out um you know i can't remember for you know what i actually downloaded but i definitely remember my brother he's about five years older than me on our family home computer got napster
1: and Ooh. i remember that opening up this
2: whole new world
1: god you know napster that was that was something I mean that it was, really was it was incredible that you could find any music that you wanted and it was also incredible to me that people were stealing music left and right
2: at the same time. Well, yeah and it was almost like at that time you know especially for you know we I we were teenagers and so it was just kind of like eh, what could what's wrong with this right you just think like cool free stuff but uh yeah. you know that's in last. It doesn't
3: have that big FBI warning you saw on VHS <laughs> tapes. <and> but
1: you <laughs> know, remember, though, they
2: used to bust people
1: for Napster, like $3,000 a song. And I think there yeah. was they, yeah, one person that, started. that was like a couple of hundred thousand dollars. It was like their kid that was putting all this music up on Napster. So, Ben, talk just oh. a little bit about the way that music is now. I mean, on Apple, you can buy the different formats of better audio quality recordings. I mean, I don't know if it's really worth it, but just talk to everybody a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, I've I've got Apple Music and that that's just the the latest feature they came out with uh, within the last couple months, but you know, lossless audio and and everything that's included um in the paid tier free anyway. But unless you have high-end audio equipment, you know, even AirPods, that's that's fine, but there's no point because otherwise you're going to be streaming at such a high quality that you're going to be eating through data like crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and really, if you're not going
3: to be able to hear the difference anyway, why bother? all you're going to see is you go past your data cap.
1: Yeah. Why bother for that? I mean, let me tell you, now, I've given up buying CDs and P3s from now on. I will only buy records only buy records because that's vinyl. <laughs> oh, come on. That was actually a pretty good one. All yeah, right, Allie, you got our scam of the week.
2: I do. I have an oldie but a goodie this week for a good reason because this is one of the top money makers, and the Better Business Bureau just warned that a lot of businesses are falling for it too. I'm talking, of course, about the good old tech support scams. We know them, right? We've heard from lots of people over the years who fallen for these. You get a pop up on your computer or you get a phone call, an email. Maybe you go searching for tech support because you're having trouble with, you know, Netflix. You can't get it to stream. Well, you do a search. You find a phone number. You call it. That is your first mistake. Um, this stuff works because you find the number, you call it. You think you're on the phone with someone who can help you. They need a little information. Maybe they need access to your device. Maybe they need your account number. And before you know it, you've given away way too much. Um, But don't worry. They say, we'll help you. You have to hurry. Uh, Download TeamViewer so I can get on your computer. Give me your Netflix password so I can log in and see what's going on. No, don't do any of this. Um, Before you know it, they're going to get on your system, install malware. It only takes a few seconds. And then... They're collecting all your data or they're trying to get you out of, you know, a few hundred bucks, which we hear about. Again, we hear about it often. So the bottom line here, don't Google for help phone numbers. Go to the company's website directly or look at your bill. If, you know, if you've got a physical bill or even a digital bill, look for the number there. Never, ever give remote access to your devices.
1: God, no, that's awful.
2: (laughs) It is. And make sure that all your devices, your computer, your phone, whatever it is, are protected with antivirus software. That is a big step you can take that is going to protect you in the long run.
1: And speaking of antivirus software over at the Kim Commando show, which is not obviously tech refresh, if you're trying to get the Kim Commando show... Uh, We recommend Total AV. So if you go to TotalAV.com slash Kim, you get this amazing deal. Five devices for one year, $19. Again, that's five devices, antivirus, all this other type of security software that you have with it. That's TotalAV.com slash Kim. Hey, stay right where you are because coming up next, uh, Ben, yes, tried a standing desk. We're going to find out whether or not it actually works. And then Allie has this amazing story about COVID cancer a wedding and a robot, she'll put it all together for you. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back. It's Tech Refresh with me, Kim Commando, Allie, our amazing content queen, and Ben, our trusty news director. And speaking of Ben, see, Ben is our geek of the week. So whenever it comes time to review things, there's only one person who we are going to send it to, right, Al? I mean, it's going to be Ben, of course. Of course. So, Ben, not only do you have now that little pedal thing under your desk, what is is that called again?
3: The QB. The QB. It's like... C-U-B-I-I.
1: And so he like pedals all throughout the day because he's far more coordinated than I could ever be. But (laughs) you tried a standing desk. Tell us how it went.
3: Yeah. So, you know, the whole working from home thing, not so temporary as uh, a lot of people were expecting a year and a half ago. And, you know, we've talked about things like space saving monitors and keyboards, all that. Not a lot about desks, but this one that I tried is actually high tech. You know, you see these standing desks now, and a lot of times they're just those platforms that sit. Yeah, your, and they go on top up and of your down. Existing desk. Yeah, yeah, hydraulics. Yeah, pretty easy. And you know what? I've been in front of the screens for a couple decades. So I, I get it. You know, it's good for the it's good for the posture. But apparently, the productivity Texas A and M study from a few years back says people who use standing desks for work are forty six percent more productive.
1: Oh That's my I get so gosh! Much done. You're so forty six percent more productive. Okay.
3: That's what I know saying.
1: what we're doing. When everybody goes back to work, everybody's getting a standing desk. That's <laughs> just the <laughs> way it is. Now, do they have any science behind that on why? I mean, what exactly makes you more productive when you're standing versus sitting?
3: I think it's just the whole engagement. I mean, you're burning calories as it is just standing there. Uh, you're more alert because you're moving around even just a little bit. You're having to maintain. So I don't know. I'm not a math guy. Or a science guy, <laughs> So I, I don't know exactly if just what wins the, it.
2: Like the fidgeting aspect, because you do kind of, you know, shift on your feet a little bit, move around. So I wonder if that dance kind of to Spice uses Girls. Exactly. Do I you want to be my kind of <laughs> part? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great well, song. It's still a great song for the record,
3: and it's going to be stuck in my head the rest of the day. Thank you. You're welcome. But, uh, you know what? I'm I, could you I
2: could give you one. I could give you one that's
1: <laughs> worse. Ben, give you a worse song. Okay, you ready? Oh. Okay. It's a small world after no. all. It's a small <laughs>
2: world after all. Okay. That's the meanest thing you've done in a while.
3: <laughs> it, at least it's not at least it wasn't like baby shark or something. So.
1: Oh no, now I got the baby shark in my head. <laughs> all right, back to the desk.
3: Yeah. So this is not one of those converters that goes on your desk. This is a standing desk itself, and it's called the FlexiSpot Pro Series. So you have dual of motors equipped is. to the bottom, you know, like under the desktop. And depending on the frame, it can handle 275 pounds. I don't know what you're putting on a desk. You know, <laughs> That's that a, much you not weight.
2: have a, a monitor made of steel? I, you know what? I was just going to say <laughs> no. that. I mean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> well, it has three memory height presets in case you're not the only person using it. And you can even s- set up sit and stand reminders. So it'll beep at you when it's time to either do one or the other, you know, sit down for a little bit, stand for the next How couple How many hours. more
1: things you do we need cuss- to have beep at us? I mean, really let's think about it. So now we got a desk that's yeah. beeping at us. That's a good yeah. point.
3: Is it? Yeah. You know, Cause you want it my watch. Is it my microwave? Is it my egg cooker? You know, you don't know. what.
1: <laughs> Is um, it my stove? My- <laughs> I
3: still can't believe we missed that. But anyway, <laughs> you've got choices of colors, frames, all that stuff. The one that I reviewed is four feet wide and about 30 inches deep. And 30 inches deep, that's, that's pretty deep for a desk. So, you know, you've got room for the monitor, the keyboard, a notepad that you can use to write things down. It has a little keypad attached, just kind of like mounted to the underside. And that's where you actually do these controls, like four buttons. Push one to make it go up, push another to make it go down. And the motors, they're very quiet. You expect oh, to at least good. hear this thing, you know, Make at least some kind was, of work. You know noise. what?
1: That was actually going to be one of my questions. I mean, so so here I've got the standing desk, and I can, and it's hard to actually. I know because this is audio, and it's really hard to visualize. So it's a desk that goes up and down up to these numbers, and so what was your experience using it, Ben?
3: Well, it was my first ever experience with a standing desk as it was. So, no real uh, basis for comparison, but I really liked it. Do you- I don't know if I felt 50% more productive, but. Darn it. It's. Yeah, right now, see, and I'm at home right now, but I'm at my. My dumb, non-powered desk. Uh, the standing desk is in the shared office upstairs, and it's kind of been claimed by my wife. Okay. All right, that, oh, so. okay.
1: stole it. Okay, that's all we need to know. Okay, because let's just face it. Okay. Women make most of the logical decisions in a relationship. I mean, Right, Ben? Yeah. You can say yeah, that. All right. it, I mean, happy yeah, wife, yeah. happy life. Right, Al? I mean, that's just it.
2: Exactly. How much does this thing cost? Because it sounds awesome.
3: Okay. That's the thing. It, these are a little more expensive than a regular. Now, if, you, if you're if you happy with your desk and you just want a standing desk converter, you can get that for under hundred bucks. If you want this desk, the FlexiSpot Pro costs 400, but Ooh. that's not exactly a high price when you compare it to some other nice desks that don't even have that capability. And you know, with plus, the fancy finishes or the you don't wood.
1: need a chair.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You can, just, you can just curb that expense.
1: <laughs> You're going to save money on a chair. There goes Herman Miller right out the door. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, but it comes down to this. I like it. it was, it's well-made. It's actually sturdy, even though I'm not going to test the weight capacity. Uh, the controls work. The, the motors have worked flawlessly, completely quiet. Uh, you know, this is going to get 4.5 Benheads. Oh, wow.
1: that's I nice. really liked it. Four and a half Benheads out of five. That's really great. Yeah. Good. That means he must so. really love it. You know, I left my muffin on my desk at work while I went and pulled some papers out of the printer. When I, I came back, it was scone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So Muffin Allie, to see here. Oh, good one. There you go. All right, Allie. So tell us about the COVID, the cancer, and the robot. This is a fascinating story.
2: It is. This is quite a story. So just like so many couples, tens of thousands, I'm sure, um, this couple had to put off their wedding a couple times during the pandemic. uh, And then there was a cancer diagnosis. So this couple I'm talking about, they're from England, Paul Hutchinson and Lisa Bamforth. They delayed their wedding twice, and then Paul was diagnosed for the second time with testicular cancer. You know, beyond being... Scared and upset and worried about all of this, they also had to put off their wedding again and knew that they might have to do that for a long time. Wow. Uh, the cancer spread to the lymph nodes in his abdomen. And normally treatment for that requires this major surgery, huge incision. You know, you gotta be in the ICU, spend at least a week in the hospital, and then months and months of recovery just because the surgery itself is so hard on your body. But Paul's doctors thought he would be a good candidate for a new treatment where a surgeon directs, but a robot performs it. So it's actually this really low invasive way to do cancer surgery, which is pretty incredible. So he was in the hospital for only 48 hours. And then within a couple weeks, he and his wife were ready to walk down the aisle. Um, no, you're kidding. At, you're, really? It,
1: That's really, amazing.
2: It really is. So <laughs> it, this is at uh, the Christie, which is a major cancer hospital in England. And they have one of the largest robotics uh cancer centers in the UK. So, you know, robots can just do things that a human surgeon can't. So, it, you know, they have this really high level of magnification. They can view things in 3D and they have dexterity, of course, that a human just isn't capable of. So they can cut out these little cancerous nodes. And preserve all the nerves and not touch things that a normal surgeon usually would. So better recovery, better outcomes, way shorter recovery times. This is really incredible stuff. And you know, I'm I'm really excited to see how this, you know, progresses and becomes more available to more people.
1: Absolutely. I mean, talk about technology, right? I mean, think about the impact that technology had on this life. And speaking of technology, I had the chance the other day to speak to well, it's like Jason and Joshua. And Joshua is a gentleman whose fiance died in 2012, and he brought her, quote unquote, back to life using AI. So he was having this conversation with her. And then I spoke to Jason, who's the inventor, the guy behind all this technology. And it's also fascinating to me that you can try this out for like five bucks. So if you wanted to create your own AI. So that's coming out either this coming week or next week over on Kim Commando Explains. So if you're not already getting Kim Commando Explains, make sure that you download that particular podcast because it's just fascinating. All right. So as we say goodbye, Allie, is there any words of wisdom that you'd like to leave our listeners with?
2: You know, those scam texts are on my mind. Don't fall for them. If you get them, move them to your spam folder. Nobody wants to give you free stuff. I'm sorry. Again, like Kim said, if you want to give us free stuff, uh, reach us, commander.com. Click email Kim. We're here for you. But yeah, don't get fooled. Let's have a good week, everybody.
1: All right. How about you, Ben?
3: Well, my mind is usually on buying stuff. And (laughs) if there are a couple takeaways that I have for you is don't buy a new iPhone just yet. Don't buy a new Samsung phone just yet. And don't buy any knockoff stuff on Amazon, at least for a few more weeks.
1: That's very good. That's great advice. That's great advice. And, you know, ever since I heard that story from you, Allie, about the marriage, it made me thinking about this particular story. A husband and a wife, over their marriage, they had eight kids. Now, one day the husband notices that their sixth child, Billy, Ah, something's wrong with Billy. Billy looks so different than all the other seven kids. So the husband goes to his wife and asks her, Honey, I noticed that Billy looks different than the other kids. I mean, just be honest with me. Okay. Did you have an affair? Well, the wife nods her head, and she's breaking down in tears. She doesn't know what to do. And the husband, heartbroken, quietly asks his wife, So who is Billy's father? And she says, You. You.
2: I did not see that one coming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Just a reminder, Tech Refresh is brought to you by TheCurrentNewsletter.com. Tech news and tips you can use. No ads. It's free. Sign up right now at TheCurrentNewsletter.com. And just a quick reminder, again, to rate us, review us, follow us, subscribe. And don't be ghosting us. Yes, reach out and let us know your thoughts about this podcast. You can send us an email to podcasts at commando.com or at the top of commando.com. There's a link that says email us, and we'll see you all next week.
0: Oh, oh, oh,
1: O'Reilly.
0: You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast.